Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, and we have Sophie G here, and you are listening to the Superlip Podcast. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> My mouth is filled with big peas. <laughs> great. <laughs> the Superlit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBT community. And today we are talking about Once and Future by Amy Rose Capetta and Corey McCarthy. It is part of the James Patterson Presents series of books that I did not know about. Me either. I also didn't know James Patterson presented it until like two days ago. Yeah, it's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy Patterson. I, oh, Jimmy Patterson! Hey. You know, you know Jimmy Patterson. Bada bing! Wow, truly a bada bing moment when. Uh, oh, there's like a James whole Patterson ding calls dang. himself Jimmy. Ooh. Yeah, there's a whole oh. ding dang uh, list of books in there. Oh no, it really does say Jimmy Patterson. Whoops. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I wasn't. I would never just call James Patterson Jimmy. You should do it. Bring him down a notch. I think he likes it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, um, is the Maximum Ride series the same as the anime Maximum Ride? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so there's books. Yeah, I think it got adapted into a manga after it was books, or I guess a comic, and then it became an anime. Or I don't know. There's also Gunslinger Girl. Like what? I, there's a lot of what? Hello. There's also a book called Hunting Prince Jack, uh, Dracula. I was a Jackula. Jesus Christ. Hunting Prince Not Dracula. Not that kind of podcast. No. Uh-uh. And I feel like Caleb Robert wrote that. He did. He's, did his spirit just speak through you for a second? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Horny for vampires, clearly. All right. Um, since you're eating, um, I will read the book sleeve uh, and stutter and mess it up. Um, Yay! <laughs> Perfect. The legend of King Arthur lives on in her. Ari Helix has been running her... (laughs) I already messed it up. Jesus Christ. Ari Helix has been running her whole life. A fugitive refugee in the territory controlled by a tyrannical Mercer Corporation. She's always had to hide who she was until now. When Ari crash lands on Old Earth and pulls a magic sword from its ancient resting place, she is revealed to be the 42nd reincarnation of King Arthur. The wizard Merlin has been waiting for centuries for a king who can break the curse that's aged him backwards into a teenager. He's trained dozens of Arthurs over the centuries, but never a girl. Could Ari finally be the one? Ari wants nothing to do with Merlin's talk of quests and knights and dragons. She just wants to use her new power to find a way home. But the Mercer Corporation has been hiding a terrible, world-destroying secret, and it will do anything to stop her from uncovering the truth. My name is Ari Helix. I have a magic sword, a cranky wizard, and a revolution to start. Bitch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, honestly, um, I know nothing about the legend of King Arthur. Can I start there with you? Is that is that okay? Yeah. I, I know nothing. Wow. 
I mean, I don't, I'm not like a sonnet, but I know bits and pieces, I think, just from. I like know, but I, I don't know, you know? Anyway, um, <laughs> this book's really good. <laughs> That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> That's Thanks, the podcast. Sophie. Bye. I'll let you get back to eating dinner. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in to our episode. Ooh, I'm actually going to look up something real quick, but keep talking. What are you looking up? Well, there's a really good YouTuber that I like that does, um, she does, like, videos about, like, mythology. Like, she just goes through and is like, here's this myth and explains it, but, like, in a very, like, accessible way. And I'm just wondering if she's ever done, like, any of the stories about King Arthur. How many stories about King Arthur are there? So many. Really? Like, that are, like, these stories? Or is it, like... I mean, like, so... Once in Future is, like, the name of, like, the original, or Once in Future King is the name of the original, I think, uh, like, book that contained, like, the full, like, Arthurian legends, which is, like, Excalibur, and then, like, the story of, like, the Knights of the Round Table and, like, the Hunt for the Holy Grail and, like, those big, those big boys. Yeah, I know, like, all of those. I didn't know if there was, like, a different... Because I know they're they're hunting for... There was the hunt for the, the chalice. Um, the, and then I know Arthur is the only one that can lift the sword out of the stone. I know about Merlin. Um, this is the best uh, Merlin I've ever come in contact with. <laughs> yeah? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I just... A, really like, flushed little gin twink who has rules and is like always shy is your favorite character is that i just happening? met favorite iteration Shocking? of marlin shut up uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i i wasn't expecting uh marlin to be so fun no he's normally a downer right <laughs> well i played kingdom hearts and he's in that and he's an old man right uh that the yeah, well, no, he, the the Disney Merlin is still fun. Oh, am like, I thinking of the other wizard? You're thinking like, of Yen Sid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Disney Merlin is like, he hangs out in the fucking cave, and he, like, gives you the Winnie the Pooh book, and he's just, like, in his boxers, chilling. That's, like, Sword in the Stone <laughs> Merlin, who's just, like, on vacation and, like, doesn't know what to do with his life. Dad on vacation is what you're trying to say. Yes. So this story... Uh, because I have no uh, idea of the characters. I mean, I, I've heard the name Lancelot, obviously. Um, I've never heard of Guinevere. Um, haven't heard of... What? La- I, like, know these names, but, like, Guinevere wasn't... Like, I don't know anything about them. I know the name Lancelot. Um, Guinevere, I, like, know, but I don't... I know even less than I know about Lancelot. Um, Lam- Lamarack? Is that, was that a real name? Lamarack, yeah. Of one of the, the knights? I think so. Let me look it up. This is the whole episode just going to be, let me look it up. Yeah, because I, like, I have zero education about this. But like I only want them to be the characters from this book now. So Ari is adopted by a queer family, um, Captain Mom and just Mom, uh, when she's eight, I want to say, seven or eight, because they find her in a ship um, that... Uh, was leaving a planet. Part of her storyline is that she is uh Ketchin, I believe is the name of the group of people that she comes from. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you read the book. Is there an audiobook for this? Uh there might be. I forgot you had a physical copy of the book. I'm like sitting here going, so if you correct me, please. How do I know two two <laughs> weeks in a row where I've actually read the book and you're like, yes. I don't know how to pronounce things either. Yeah, who are you? This is what is happening here? Um, I think because this one, the only way I could get it from the library was to get a physical copy. They didn't have an audio version. Mm-hmm. Do you still have the, the copy that you had out forever ago? Um, yeah, because I took it out and end of February and it was due in the middle of March and then we got quarantined. So it's still here. Oh, nice. Well, I have three copies of this book. Yay. Yeah, no. Uh, so we, we start off on a spaceship called heritage, uh, which basically floats around old earth, the earth that we're on. And it's basically like a mall, a floating mall, I think. It's just New Jersey floating around the earth, yeah. <laughs> it's just an astral body shop floating in in uh in a uh, space. But anyway, um we meet Ari and Kay there. Um the action in the book kind of I want to say starts almost immediately. I there was a night where I was like wide awake reading this book and I I put the book down. I was like, I'm going to do laundry so I don't immediately finish this book. Like, that's immediately how it was for me. Nonstop action the entire time. It, it it kind of was. Also, I really like that in this book, it goes back from Merlin's perspective to um, Ari's perspective. And I really like that they immediately tell Merlin that, like, his uh, way of thinking about, like, gender, sexuality, just, like, everything is, is like, that's not how it is. My favorite thing about the setting of this book is that First of all, okay, hold on. So I was like in a Barnes and Noble with my friends and just like walking around trying to find books. And I literally like my friend pointed at this and he was like, oh, this is probably like a King Arthur book because Once in Future is like the King Arthur legends. And I was like, oh, okay. And I like picked it up and I was like, wait, I think this is King Arthur, but gay. And I got really excited. So I went to, I like was like, well, I'm not going to buy it. Cause I would, cause I'm trying to like do library. So I got it from the library and like the third page, I was like, wait, hold on. This is gay King Arthur in space. Are you kidding me? And I lost my entire mind. Yeah, no, it, it, it I, we've had so many space gay books this year. And by that, I mean two. And, um, that's more than we normally have. And but this, this one is, is truly like gay actual space. space gays. This, <laughs> this is literally like... <laughs> my Rudolph singing gays in space on SNL. This is this is the kind of space gays I've been looking for because I am not joking. My favorite books is Kids in Space. Kids in Space is always good. I literally didn't know what I was expecting when I went into this, and this book literally was like, oh, you want, you want a starter into like, you would say this book is like fantasy fantasy, correct? It's just sci-fi fantasy. I would, I would, if I had never read anything else before in that category, and this was the first book that I had read, I'd be like, yes, more please. Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. (laughs) But like, honestly, I think out of like the books we've read this year, this is like one of the most exciting ones we've read. Um, and I love that. I also just found out that when you read like the acknowledgements in the back of the book, you find out that, um, the couple who wrote this book, they're actually like, uh, I believe they're married. Uh, let me look in the back of the book. (laughs) 
Am I the only one that reads acknowledgements? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, yeah. They are. I didn't know that until I finished it. And I was like, I love this even more now. It's so cute. I also am really excited because I didn't realize that this was, uh, this had a sequel until like halfway through reading it. So I'm going to immediately read the next one. <laughs> yeah. Can we add that to our list of books? Um, I mean, I want to read it like yesterday. So next. <laughs> so is yes. that a yes? That's a yes. <laughs> okay, great. I, I think literally one of my, the things that like I, I didn't think was going to happen was like Merlin coming in and being like, Oh, here's my old antiquated way of thinking. And everyone being like, I'm sorry. No, 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 none of that. And it immediately being like, Merlin's like, okay, yeah. Like I, I want to learn. I want to, I want to be better. And I was like thinking of like an old magician. That's like, no, not at all. That's not how this is going to work. And it's like, no, I'm going to learn pop songs by Katy Perry to do magic. I'm going to do like, I'm going to, it's just, it, the whole book really caught me off guard. Um, I think this made sense because there's so many things where it's like, hi, I've been living for of years, but I have completely, I still have completely like antiquated thought processes and opinions and haven't like changed at all with society, which is really unrealistic. It doesn't make any sense. Me looking at like weird conservative vampires who have been around for hundreds. I'm like, no, stop. You know, I agree with that. Cause I'm like, how are you going to survive if you don't change? You know, honestly, also the, fact that they like live in the future and like it's just like super casual that like people are like queer and like non-binary and like whatever like a normal thing and it it's not even like slightly at all and it's just like yeah that's where we're going that's we're on our way there we're gonna get there i really love that and i also love that like one of the i don't want to say like main characters but like lamrack lamb um lamb uh is non-binary and I like, I just love them. I wanted, I wanted more about them and I was like, great. I love this Merlin chapter, but what if we had a lamb chapter? (laughs) But, but what if I wanted more? Yeah. I wanted like a, there's like two sentences. of like, so Morgana is the like enchantress who is always like the Merlin, but plot twist spoilers I don't know. there are spoilers in this episode i'm sorry everyone um so the i'm just gonna skip to like the end i'm so but like the fact that they like have morgana as like the opposition to merlin for so like as like is like traditionally kind of that uh and then they're like full heel turn and she's kind of like actually i'm gonna help also like i'm still like not entirely on your side, but I'm also not, like, just evil. Like, I have other personality traits, so there's, like, a moment where she's, like, aiding them, and, like, there's, like, one or two sentences where Lamb is, like, who's that? Who's oh, and I definitely scary? thought they were gonna bang, or, like, make out, or just something. <laughs> like, and Val is, like, wait, your type is, like, an evil enchantress, are you fucking kidding me? And they're just, like, shut up, don't tell me what I like. I wish I had the line written down, because I was thinking about writing it down, but when they were, like, that can't be your type. And they were like, well, um, what was it? Something about what Morgana was wearing was their type. And it's I'm like, gonna, well, actually this, Oh, let me find it. Cause it's very good. It's very good. Like, like the, the writing of this with like the characters sometimes when like, 
everyone is witty all at once. I'm like, okay, that's not how real conversation works. Like someone can't be like, there has to be at least one person in this group that isn't as witty as everyone else. And like, I guess the writing of the like character, the dialogue, I should say is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the, um, the quote. I'm sorry. Sexy in a slip is certainly is. That's what it is. It's a slip dress. <laughs> so Morgana's wearing a slip dress. It's on page 272. Yes. Excellent. 10 out of 10. Honestly, I love that dialogue. I just, the truly the dialogue between everyone is just like really spectacular. I had a great time reading it. And like literally everyone's queer. <laughs> it's great. Except well, we never know if K is anything but like wanting to, you know, bang women. But, uh, you have to have like one token straight. Yeah, and I, I think K was it. There there he is. That's the moment. <laughs> he is the moment. Oh. Now come on now. But yeah, no, I uh I truly loved the the amount of representation in this book is like it's it's just like chef's kiss, like so good. They, I feel like the representation in this book is so good because it's not the main characters like best friend sister talks about a girlfriend once it's like literally the main character the like two uh, three or four of the secondary characters it's also like throwaway characters that are just like one-liners or like npcs basically that are also like and, and then, then like all of the other characters who are in the story like acknowledge it or or like talk about how it's just like a regular thing. It's just like such a good, but it doesn't get in the way of anything. It's just kind of like, here's a really fun fantasy sci-fi story. That's like a new interpretation of King Arthur, but also let's sprinkle it with gay. <laughs> like It was truly a fabulous sprinkling of gay, but it was more like the, the shaker to the LGBTQIA shaker like popped off and like, really added the sweet, sweet flavor into this book. We really pranked you and, like, loosened the top on the spice. If every book could be like this, it would be great. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend everyone put more queer characters in because it makes the book fun. <laughs> the way you just said that was like... <laughs> I wish I could put something into my mouth <laughs> to indicate <laughs> what I'm so happened. sorry. It's like chewing <laughs> while I was talking. <laughs> I'm a nightmare. It's fine. This is the ASMR podcast that everyone loves. No one wants this. Um, no. <laughs> I looked up uh, all of the Knights of the Round Table, and let me you. I'm not going to be able to pronounce most of them. I'm really excited to hear you try, because we do this to me every week, so I think it's your turn. Wait, hold on. I'm reading. Oh, my God. Just like a full synopsis of... King Arthur, okay. Um, oh, gosh. Well, there's a list of 24 knights which names were whose names were carved into the round table of Edward I, who really loved the Arthurian legends. And then there is a name of 12 specific knights, which, like, the knights that reoccur in every one of the stories. That's cool. So, they're... I for some reason thought that he only had like a few knights and that judging from this book, that's again, my only knowledge of King Arthur. Um, and then like hearing more about it, I was like, Oh, well maybe I can't imagine that only from what five people sit at this round table. Yeah. 
Okay, Knights of the Round Table was a knightly order established by King Arthur. According to legends associated with him, King Arthur had a circular table which made seated knights all valued the most, blah, blah, blah. Okay. While the total number of knights is unknown, legends do offer the names of the most prominent knights of the order. Okay. So that's like all of the ones that people know mostly because there's like there was a bunch of knights, but then there was like specific the important boys. Ah, the important boys. Um, okay, but there is, this is the 12 knights, which occurred in nearly all accounts of the King Arthur legend. The 12, uh, 30, I don't know. Certainly that's a lot. Sir Gawain, Sir Garant, Sir Percival, Spores, D- oh. Valor Val, <laughs> do we call him Valor Val? Uh, I'd said Val. But That's I what pronounce I, it, Percival. Yeah, we're going to go with Val, because uh, Val is a uh, sweetie. Uh, Sir Lambrack, Sir Kay, Sir Gareth, Sir Bedivere, Sir Garris, Sir Galahad, and Sir Trin are like the 12 noble knights of Arthur. And then there was 12 more, which include like some of which are... Wait, I just looked at this. Oh, one of them is Sir Lionel, and then one of them is Mort, Sir Mordred, who was his son. Um, yeah, we heard a lot about Mordred in this book. Mm-hmm. Also, I love that in the book, Merlin falls in love with one of the Arthurs. Oh, he Mordred was his King Arthur's adopted son. Or he was maybe possibly an illegitimate son of Arthur. Oh, I feel like they made it seem like he was like his son's son, not like illegitimate. Mm. When King Arthur crossed the English Channel to fight the Roman armies, usurped the throne in his absence and married Queen Guinevere. Wow. I'm going to about to deep (laughs) Mordred, his son, his adopted son. Um, His possibly illegitimate son. So uh, this is a, uh, whatchamacallit situation? An Oedipus situation? No, because that would not be his, like, actual. I thought illegitimate still meant that, like, he was, like, his child. Just not Yeah, but not accepted. with Guinevere. Oh, not with Guinevere. Okay, I just I thought it meant, like, in the <laughs> royal court, we don't accept you as... No, because then it would be a little bit child, because then it would be the child of people who are married. Okay, whatever. I don't know these things. I don't. <laughs> Dare you? I'm sorry. Was there anything specific in the book other than like the fabulous representation um, and the I, the magic? I really can't get over Merlin's magic. Is like I love when things are connected to music. I like that it was connected to music, but I still don't like when specific things are called out because I'm like, it dates it. It dates it so much. It makes it so weird. Just like, there was like only like one or two times where like a specific song was called out. And then there were other times where it was just like, like Merlin used like music and the rhythm and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's how he like channeled his music, which was really cool. But I just like it when it's like, here's this song that is clearly from 2015. And it's just like, ugh. especially when you're like, I kind of like that they were like, I'm making fireworks by singing Katy Perry's firework. <laughs> I hated that. Um, especially since what year is this supposed to take place? Like, 
So we're in like the 23rd century or something. Like, why yeah. would someone be like, "Ooh, this clown from 2015? Well, I think that was like the last time that Merlin was alive. So does this book have a loophole because the, per- the person who's doing it was only like uh, aware during that century? So like, does it, is there a loophole there? I still don't like it. <laughs> Amazing. That was like the one but thing I, I just liked. I mean, that's just me being like picky and like my own personal, like I will, I don't think I'll ever enjoy that in any book I read. So like, it's fine. You usually don't. I just don't like it when like specific things are called out like that. I feel like it adds like a weird, I don't know when I have to see something like with a TM next to it in books. Sometimes I'm, ugh, you didn't have to make it a name brand, just made it generic. Why is this happening? Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I really, I, I had such a, like a great experience reading this book. I think it's because I'm not used to reading books like this. And I'm like, wow, this is so fun. And I also like, I wish that one of the, the many copies I have of this book poofed and was replaced with the, the, the next uh, copy. Wait, what? I wish that I could like magically trade in one of the, the three copies of this book I have to have the next, like the next part of the story. Oh, Oh, the second book I'm very, okay. So I wasn't expecting this to have like any kind of continuation, but like by like two thirds way of the book through the book, you're like, Oh, okay. It's probably not going to wrap up in one book. And then there's like an absolute definite cliffhanger that it ends with. I definitely thought um, it was going to wrap up in this book. Yeah. I, I got to a certain point and I was like, Oh, so how is there? Gonna, Cause I looked and you can see that it says sort the sword and in the stars is the next, uh, uh, storyline. And I was like, oh, definitely it's all going to finish up. And then I remember looking at the book, back of the book and I was like, oh, it can't. It can't actually do that because I know there's another one coming out. And I was curious as to what was going to happen. But um, yeah, the ending of the book was an actual cliffhanger. And the end of the book really like threw me through a loop. They said, are you ready for some action? Because it's about to be not stopped for the last like 100 pages. What is that song where it's like, are you ready for this? That song. That's probably like what was planned. They were like in their final battle too. Uh, I really, <laughs> okay. I really, really loved actually. So there's like a whole square, um, go to Lionel, which is like a planet that's basically just like medieval times, but a planet, it's like a tourist destination. And, um, Gwen is one of your, obviously is the like ruler of that planet it has some past with our main characters, but I just like love that that was such an easy way to have like a translation of like Arthur type events happening, but it was like, Oh, but we're in like medieval times basically. <laughs> yeah. Medieval times. Um, I've only been once and I really want to go again. I don't know. I've never been. Never. Not even once. <laughs> Not even once. Um, Not even once. I feel like, well, I don't know if they'll have anything for you to eat there. I like a vegan turkey leg now. Yeah, that's like, that's the thing. Um, I feel like they have to be like, they have, they have like medieval times in California. They have to have a vegan option. They have to have a vegan or vegetarian. Are you fully vegan now? Um, no, I'm not particularly. I'm trying to like not eat dairy but like i'll never let eggs go i for some reason every time we have this conversation i'm not kidding you could have just like pressed play 
on a recording that you have, and it's always that exact. And I don't know why, for some reason, I need to be updated every six months about it. It's but, like on. <laughs> what it's about like it's like in Bon Appetit videos where they're Brad's like, I don't know, just play the clip where I'm talking to Sin with the garlic. And then they just play like an old video. Yeah, exactly. Like I in my mind, I should just close my eyes and just see the clip play. Um are you not a, like a ch- fan of cheese? Is that a thing? Um cheese is so good. Okay. But I'm like not I'm I've trying heard a to lot like, of vegans eat, like, a talk lot to of me cheese. about cheese. They're like, I can't like cheese is the thing. Mm, yeah. I mean I feel like the thing is, is like, I'm not trying to like smother everything I eat in cheese, but I'm also like, if I get a cheese pizza, I'm not going to be mad about it. Yeah. Certain things that are like call for cheese. I'm like, okay, if there's like a little bit of extra cheese on this, I'm fine. But that's like things that call for garlic. I mean, yeah, please add more. Please add more. Like I feel like I've hit a point where like, I'm like mac and cheese I'm down for, but like, I don't know if I could ever eat like fettuccine Alfredo again. Like, I feel like it might just destroy me. Yeah. That's like, there is actual noodles in that. It's just cream and uh, butter. It's all of the yeah, dairies. It's every single one. Um, there is a restaurant on the way to the karma gallery um, in New York, that is just a mac and cheese restaurant, and it was so good. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, truly. Um, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. This episode is everywhere. I'm just, I uh, this is just how what, my brain we're is operating. To stay on track or something? I don't understand. Ew, gross. Ew, David. <laughs> oh, so- I wanted to tell you. I'm so sorry. Last thing, I got a little Instax printer for your pickers. Uh huh. And I printed one of the pictures of us from Ireland, and I cut. I put it in my wallet so that people can. So you have that one. I was gonna make like a weird joke about so when I go missing, you'll make sure of me. Oh, I thought. I thought. <laughs> stop trying to gone girl me. Oh my god. I don't like being gone girl. <laughs> Katrina gave me her wisdom teeth. And she was like, oh, so you can put it in jewelry for our friends. I'm like, yeah, I would love to trick our friends into having your teeth. And then she, when she cut all of her hair off, she was like, oh, I'm going to leave my ponytail at your house. And I was like, wait a minute, you're trying to gone girl me real hard, and I don't like this. Not a fan, actually. Not at all. But um, I have it in my wallet so I can show people my wife. Cute. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We should talk about the books more. Yeah. this is a prize. I like really, 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 really love this book. Like I couldn't put it down. It's very good. But I also like to talk about it. I without I, either like a and like step by step through it. No, and I'm that's the thing. The like plot. it's just really hard. It volume. No, exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. This I had such an like a joyous time reading this book, and I like literally set up like my reading nook in my room for this. And I literally would read for, like, hours. I'm a slow reader, so, like, reading for hours is, like, normal for me. Um, This book did seem, in a weird way, I don't know if this is offensive. I don't think it should be. The idea sounds like a fan fiction that is, like, the best and brightest fan fiction I've ever, like, read. Not written. Um, And it was just so amazing because I was like, who, like, who thought of this? This is amazing. 10 10 i feel like it would i would be interested to have someone who's like more familiar with the original legends read 
because um, I feel like that was like the one thing that like I would knowing me if I was like more familiar with it I would want to like pick it apart a little bit more not like to just like as a like a critical level just be like to be able to compare more because I feel like I don't have like as much of a basis of knowledge but I just really liked it um I think it's written really well (laughs) I think the thing that I want like I think the issue with books that go back and forth between people's perspectives is that like something amazing or like it's like little cliffhangers throughout the book it's like little tiny cliffhangers throughout the book and it kills me Mm, yeah but I like, I truly, there are certain stories where I've read, I'm like, okay, that person's perspective is great, but I want more of this person's perspective. And this book was like, literally like, okay, you like this perspective, but what about this one? This one's good too. And I'm like, wait, they're both good. Wait a minute. Stop. I can't handle this. <laughs> oh no. Truly. I, um, I really like both, both Ari and Merlin are like really amazing in terms of like. I think their prescri- their perspectives are very much written differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it still like flowed well, and it wasn't like definitely your um, first person like internal monologue. So still nice. Yeah, I really liked the. I like. I just like wish there was like more. I just wanted more of the like the background characters. I wanted to hang out with them more. I wanted to like more. I want more of that. At, yeah, if I could get <laughs> more complaint, like Lammy, I could just have more. <laughs> yeah, truly, I want more Lamb. Um, um, I want more Van. I want more Jordan. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. Like truly, <laughs> here's um, the character that Jordan I want is, to punch me in the face. Uh, okay, so Jordan, who is like Guinevere's like knight, black the Black Knight. Um, just my brain was like Rhea Ripley, who is this in, in, like insane uh, Australian professional wrestler. She's fucking jacked as shit. She has like side shaved hair, always wears like leather vest with spikes on it. I don't just want her to punch me in the face. That's everyone look up Rhea Ripley, please. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to. Also, as as you said that, um, there's a still from the vam- the interview with a vampire where t- I guess Brad Pitt is being bitten, and the caption is, "What made you realize you were gay?" There it is. There that it is. One. That's it. Lestat. There he is. But yeah, no, uh, Jordan. I I think I wanted all of the knights to punch me in the face. Um, if Jordan just wanted to like snap me in half, that'd be great. That would be amazing. I would love it. Yeah, no, um, all of the knights were great. I love them. I love how they interact with each other. Uh, there's a little, there's something for everyone, honestly. There is. I also really love the dynamic of having Merlin be kind of like the audience surrogate. So he would like walk into, like when he would meet new people, he'd be like, what's your name? Oh, okay. So you're this, you're this knight. Like, I know who you are. Like he was like the person who was like connecting dots for me. And I was like, thank you for doing that. Yeah. Like, honestly, the best, ver- this, I'm not kidding. This is the, I mean, the only version of Merlin I know, but like, this is the best version of Merlin. Um, yeah. I mean the, the ones like, ob- like Gwen, I was like, oh, okay. So that's going to be clearly. And then, Val, I was like, okay, this is Percival, but I like, I didn't know Lamarack was like a knight at the round table. Like, I didn't know what that was. Like, I don't know. I didn't. 
you know, so it's just like, oh, okay, these all. That name sounded are... made up to me. Like, it sounded Percival medieval. is like an actual name to me. Yeah. Guinevere, real name. Gwen Stefani, real name. Um, it's just these, and like Jordan, actual real name, like, you know? Yeah, real, real human name. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. I loved it. <laughs> you know, I, I, how many times can we say we love this book in one go? I know, this is so stupid. This is a bad episode because we're just like, it was good. Yay. No, but it's so hard to discuss it without being like, okay, let me give you detail of chapter four. Like it, it's, it's really difficult because there's so much information. And I mean that in like the best way possible that if I let one thing go, it could like unravel the thread of everything. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's talk about Mercer, who is like the big bad of the whole book, which is, it's basically just Amazon. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Mercer is Amazon. Also, who who is Mercer supposed to represent from the original story? Uh, The government. I don't know. No, that that's too easy. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me consult my tomes. Yes, um, truly, Mercer is if Disney and Amazon had a baby and everyone was in space, and Amazon decided to cover up a murder of uh, millions of people. I mean, it's probably like I'm on the, I'm I'm googling. Please hold. So while Sophie looks it up, I'll give you guys a background on what Mercer is. Mercer is this like shipping company they basically ship uh potable water uh and like goods to the many different planets and the galaxies that they like watch over and they basically own all of the governments of every planet except for uh lionel i think uh gwen's planet that it has the medieval times stuff on it and um they uh, basically put a barrier around the planet that Ari is from and blocked everyone in on it. And you don't find out until like the end of the book, why, why that specifically happened and why Ari was found in space. And it's kind of like this really amazing plot point that is like slowly revealed throughout. And uh, Mercer is like the epitome of like evil giant company that like destroys people that stands up to them. And they're kind of like, I want to say the perfect villain in this aspect, uh, because they really like, they are literally everywhere. They're always watching you. They're very big brother. I don't know. So if you heard any of that, but I, I did no, oh, okay. I was just reading. Sorry. Okay. I was like, was that good? <laughs> that was great. That was a really good explanation. Thank you. I like try to be good at my job. But yeah, no, it's, um, I'm very interested to see where this goes. And I want to know, again, I feel really silly for not knowing more about King Arthur, but um, I want to know if Sophie's looking up right now, if there's any like villain in the original King Arthur story that this is like supposed to represent, I guess would the administrator from Mercer be like the equivalent of like whoever the villain was in King Arthur's original story. Okay, so, like, the only thing that I'm finding just from, like, a really, like, uh, surface-level search is that, like, uh, Arthur was, like, most well-known for defeating the Saxons in the 5th and 6th century, which is basically, like, Germany and uh, Eastern European countries trying to invade Britain in that time period. Um, But there isn't, like, a specific, like, thing that's, like, listed, like, off the top 
of like the stuff I'm reading. So like, I don't know if that's necessarily like a one for one, but there's like this whole through line that happens to the book with Merlin where he's like, okay, here's the steps. Like step one, find Arthur. Step two, like put him um, in a position of power, like, make him this put him on a throne like the nearest throne or something step three like defeat the greatest evil like step four unite the world so i guess uh it would make sense that in like a sci-fi future the greatest evil is just a giant corporation that like when you get rid of one of the head it's literally the hydra you cut off one of the heads and like 15 pop up i do like really love that the head of the corporation and like the greatest evil is just like an old white man yeah, like honestly, there are a lot of, like, I guess parallels to our current universe. <laughs> yeah, we have to defeat Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, he has to I, be stopped. I think the one line in this book, and it's like right near the end, um, when they're talking about old Earth, if you catch my drift, um, Merlin's like, there was like a lot of racism and homophobia and... <laughs> I, I forget who says who says it, but they're like, homo what? <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, they don't even know what that is. I would love to live in that reality. Of right? That they're just reality. like baffled. They're like, I'm sorry. Ooh, people didn't like us? What's going on? Yeah, honestly, like the, oh my god, the misogyny. <laughs> he was like, there's misogyny, there's racism, there's homophobia. And they're like, homo what? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. I'm sorry, who's homo who? Homo, what? What'd you homo call how? <laughs> what you talk about, homo? Yeah, truly, homo says what? Um, <laughs> truly, I think the dialogue of this book is really what makes it. I mean, obviously, the magical story, amazing, but the dialogue in this book is truly, it's very funny, very serious. It's like lighthearted and serious and like funny and like grave at the same time it's so good i think there's like a good balance too of like the lead characters because there's like how old is ari i don't that's a good question does it ever say how old she is um yes i'm sure she's younger than Kay, who had about uh 20 some odd solar years under their belt Right. They also have like a different, they're on a different planets and stuff. So it's like hard to gauge things. There's like a handful of times where they'll say something be like, this has happened, which is like the equivalent of like one earth year or something like that. Yeah. Also, um, the one thing that was weird, I wanted to get your uh, input on this. Yeah. So whenever something like time has to like pass, it's like three days have passed. Everyone gets knocked out for three days. And I'm like, how does everyone keeps getting knocked out for like three to four days at a time? Oh yeah. There was like a definitely a lot of times where people woke up and they're like, how long has it been? They're like two days. I'm like, where, what's going on? Yeah. It, just, it happened it's a fine? lot. <laughs> it happened a lot. It was just, that was the only thing that was like strange to me. Um, but honestly, that is so nitpicky on my end that I'm just like, okay, yeah, it just happens a lot. <laughs> Okay, I will say that there was one moment where I was like, what? Like, audibly, like, put the book down and was like, what? <laughs> what moment? Tell me. 
Um, it's part like later in the book, like two thirds into the book, something like happens. And then the next chapter starts one year later. And I'm like, I'm sorry, who? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That part, like, I was like, Oh, what the fuck? Okay. We're just doing that. Huh? We're just fully skipping. I did like where it picked up for our, no, I loved it. And I like really liked how it was handled because then it did a good job of like, telling you what had happened within that year without like here's a laundry list of what all the characters were up to like it was written really well but it was just like it came out it seemed like so shocking because the book has like is so high tension the whole time like you're there isn't really a moment where you can feel like you're you can relax because you kind of start with like something really dramatic and it just keeps happening like there isn't like a moment where i feel like we have time to lose a year of time. Like that's crazy. You know, when you're swimming in the ocean and the waves just keep coming. Yeah. Yeah. That do you ever, um, feel like a plastic bag? Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I have. I have, I ever told you or done it in front of you that when I see like a plastic bag floating in the air or like stuck on a tree, I have screamed at them. Katy Perry, get down from there. Um, no, but I like really love that that is like the replacement for like American Beauty or whatever that one movie is with the roses falling on the naked teenager. Yeah, but there's like isn't there a scene where someone's like it's a plastic bag, it's the most beautiful thing in the world? Oh no, I've never, I've never. Katy Perry has that throne now. <laughs> Katy Perry can retain that throne. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think I have anything else to add. I'm not kidding. I, I want the next book now. Uh, good news. It's out. <laughs> um, it's, uh, Aka, excuse me? It came out on April 7th. Oh, fuck yeah. We I looked it, it up the, uh, just a couple minutes ago because I was like, ooh, where can I get it? Ooh, um, I don't know if it was delayed, but it says like on the website for like the official book that it came out April 7th and it says you can order it. So it should, it should be out. It's like hardcover obviously, but, um, with hardcover books, I like my books to be hardcover. Yeah. Well, no, actually then they like hurt when you're trying to like read on your back and you're holding it above your head and then they fall on your face. Well, I mean, it's either that or a cell phone dropping on my face. So Mm, this is true, but, uh, Maybe I'll go back and I'll listen to the audiobook because that would be fun. I wonder if they have different narrators. <gasps> Ooh, interested in that. Looking that up real quick. Yes. Um, I think the only other thing in this that, like, I want more Morgana. Um, I don't know. I want more Morgana. Um, she was great. She truly, I, Merlin and Morgana really liked their. what they had going on there like clearly enemies and i'm like i need to know more um that dynamic was very good it was very good i really liked that like there was like a point there was a lot of like comedy in some of the like more actiony scenes like because there's like a point where like morgana basically like creates like a alliance with merlin but it happens like when everyone else without when it happens with just the two of them and then they'll like come back and then he's like talking to her or something. Um, and she like, she needs some, she needs his blood to use like her magic. And she just like casually like stabs and everyone's like, what the fuck? And he's like, it's okay. We have a deal. I we're think. working together. Val's like, what just happened? Did she stab you? He's like, we're working together. I think this is fine. Probably. 
this but is it was okay. like very good um yeah i love that i also love like corporeal like ghost enchantress like i I we clearly need enchantress. to be more in fantasy novels, like sci-fi fantasy. Like I clearly need more. Um, can we talk? Uh, let me go off brand for a second. Um, can we talk about how uh, Ari and Gwen were just like always trying to get into each other's pants? They wanted to literally like fuck. <laughs> Like, like it was it was such good chemistry but then also they would be like in inappropriate moments be like wow you look fucking hot right now it's like okay well you're both like tied up so maybe like think about that later guys everyone calm down oh my god wait when when merlin and uh val are just like making out mid-battle and Ari's just like we're we're battling right now, and they just won't stop. They're like, like, listen, yeah, we're about to die. It. I just we just need to do this real quick. Please I had don't. to do it. I honestly, I'm glad that both Merlin and Ari are both just horny on main constantly. I bet Merlin is like, oh, I'm a teenager now. Fuck, and he's just like so distressed by all of his hormones. Also, I didn't think that Merlin was going to be queer in this. And then, like, it got to the point where, like, Val's introduced and uh, Merlin's like, wait a minute. Um, am I horny? What? Yeah, he was like, oh, fuck. I'm a teenager. Hormones. That's a hot boy. That is Shit. a hot boy. Yeah, no. Um, this book really was like, oh, you wanted a twist day and literally twisted everything. It was just, like, so good. Um, How many different yeah. ways can I say this book is good? I'm just curious. This book is fab. This book is amazing. This book is okay, great. Okay, JVN, chill out. Fab. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, never out of all mind. of them, I mean, I, I guess it could be worse. You could have said something like Karamo. I just really think, like, Mercer is like, we should listen to them because, like, everyone has valid opinions. And they're Let's like, give probably. Mercer a makeover. <laughs> they probably, like, you know what? Everyone comes from a different place. Like, I don't know their story. Like, you know, maybe being a giant corporation that's literally killing people is, like, probably okay where they're from. I and that's just how they were raised. maybe being a giant cunt. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, Karama would never use those words. No, JVN would probably do it when, like, mm-hmm. yelling. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Not JVN. You know who would say that? Bobby. Not Bobby. No. Who? The Tan? other one. No, not Tan. Tan Anthony? is perfect. Yeah, Anthony would probably. Jackie I'm imagining Cox. being like drunk and just him being like, wow, you're being such a cunt right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, tiny Italian man, chill out. I feel like I could see Bobby saying that and it would just be like, you're a Christian, calm down. And Bobby is like the most real out of all of them he's like an actual functioning human and the other ones are just like i don't know i truly not real yeah they're just caricatures um i do love me jvn though i have to say that he's fine (laughs) jordan was like oh we need to get you and him in a room or oh no i think wait is jvn i think that's too powerful no, but Jordan was like, you need to get into a room with JVN. And I'm like, wouldn't it be fabulous if JVN taught me how to do my hair? I would be so full of myself. It would be okay, disgusting. no, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so, no, he is not binary, but still uses masculine pronouns. Oh, thank God. I literally was just like, uh-oh. Liter- actually, literally, it says, like, 
prefers uh preferred pronouns are he him his but also doesn't care if you say she her or they them so like literally any pronoun literally all of them oh good i love that anyway so (laughs) thank you for agreeing it would be too powerful i also agree with that yeah it would be way too powerful i think just like the hair alone we would have to i don't know i think jvn would scalp me i think that would be what would happen here or i would scalp them i don't know i know i'm right that's all i know (laughs) anyway um so i feel like we didn't talk about this book at all but we also talked about this book i don't know it's hard to talk about it because it's like okay if we talk about it too fully it's like here's the entire book you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. listen if you want to read a really good sci-fi fantasy novel that is like grounded in arthurian legend and has really good cultural representation representation as well as like queer representation and is all about taking down a fucking giant corporation that's taking over the world you should read this book because it's really fun and you know we would love to give you every single aspect of this book, but like we we really, really, really want you to read this book. Go read this book and then um go get the second one and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Also, I would love to know everyone's thoughts on this book. Has anyone read this book? Like I would like to hear from y'all like what yeah, you thought I feel about like- it. There is so we've done we've definitely done like a lot of books. I mean, I mean more so than ever. I'm like in with like books that are coming out, like queer YA books and stuff that are coming out because we've like since doing this, I've like followed so much more, so many more authors on Twitter and stuff, and like am more invested in like books as they come out. But I literally just like picked this up off the shelf randomly in a store, and I like hadn't heard of it beforehand. So, like, I don't know. I literally don't know what anyone thinks. I don't. I haven't, like, looked up any reviews. It's not, like, a book that I, like, remember people, like, talking about. So, so would I you say know. that King Arthur led you to this book? Um, Is your friend's name Arthur? Is that how that happened? No, it's not, actually. <laughs> Who told you about the... Who's the one that picked it up? Um, I think my friend Dean. We were, like, we all went out to dinner after work one day, and then we were, like, hanging out at Barnes & Noble, and he was, like, grabbing random books, and he was like, look at this, some fucking King Arthur shit. And I was like, ooh, King Arthur shit? I'm sorry, did you happen to say King Arthur shit? Um, King Arthur shit? That's um, my brand. Can I just... Oh, wait, hold on one second. I lost the tab I was on. Okay. Um. So... I just want to, like, end with this because I was, like, throat, my wig was blown off. Um, (laughs) I'm so happy for you. I don't know. I feel like you get shook is terrible and I shouldn't say it ever, but I don't have, like, a replacement in, like, any of my, like, dialogue for... There is a picture of you in my phone. When I click on the Sophie tab, because you know how like Apple does the thing where it's like, here's all the pictures of Sophie, here's all the pictures of Leanne. Um, the one picture I have of us is you in my blue wig when you decided <laughs> to try on my drag wigs. That was my favorite thing about coming over is I just put on all your wigs. They were all blue. There was a red one once. There was. That was the Selena Gomez, uh, when you're ready, come and get it, um, vine wig. I'm crowdsourcing. Someone help me find a better word for shook. Uh, need to know. Anyway, 
So the next book is called Sword in the Stars, and the tagline for it is Girls Make Better Kings. <gasps> oh my god. Ugh. Just like yeah, I'm punch me in the face, Rhea Ripley. I, I might be like horny on man for this book. Yikes. Ooh, I think everyone is. I'm pretty sure everyone Merlin is. Be. I think Ari is. I think Gwen definitely is. Gwen is a hundred percent horny for this book. I shouldn't she, be saying that. Oh my god. Mom! <laughs> Help. Yeah, so I'm gonna go read Sword and Stars now. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to order it immediately. I would literally love if either of the authors... Um, I follow one of them on Twitter. I think I follow both of them, but I know one of them is um, non-binary. And they say that in the acknowledgments part of the book, I think. Um, but um, I would love if they could talk to us. Um, Let's see if we can be their friend. I would, I would truly love that. Even if it's like we've we finish the next book. We don't get to talk to them then. And then we have like a special episode with them on. Ooh, that would be fun. I and had a really fun that time... time doing that with Zach too. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe by then I will have read the second one and then also listen to the audiobook. I'm so fine with that. Um, thank you for making time in your day to do this. I know it's a Monday, so it's like a, a weird time. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's a weird time regardless. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, um, so um, the series of books that we were talking about today is Once in Future and also um, Sword in the Stars. And um, they are by Amy Rose Capetta and Corey McCarthy. And um, honestly, I'm not kidding. Please go out and get this book. It was fucking astounding. It was so much fun to read. And it was like, it was very, if you like, like romance, it's got romance. If you like action, it's got action. You got like sci-fi, you like magic, you like old school legends you got it's got everything you you want a fucking giant lizard it's got a giant lizard like come on like truly and also like the most i think amazing thing is that like seeing literally the lgbtqia community in every like a, single one yeah like a myth mythological story it was really amazing i have i'm such a fan of magic i love magical everything i love queer magic i just i love sci-fi i love yeah, queer sci-fi this, this, this book, book is literally like, took me to dinner and was just like we're getting married right and i'm like please and then i was also there and was like and we're gonna be a throuple <laughs> honestly yeah at this, this point book, i feel like this book took both of our favorite things and was like here you go it's all of it enjoy so what you're saying is the end the this book is that like a flash forward towards like after a date all three of us are just sitting in the bed. It's like, wow, that happened. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that it's the it's the SNL skit where you wake up in a bed and there's another dude and then I'm Lady Gaga walking into the kitchen. You guys kitchen are still here. Full <laughs> cereal. Yeah, you guys are still here. <laughs> That's me every time I've slept over at your house. <laughs> yeah, except the Lady Gaga is chicken. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway. Also, wait, before I end the podcast, I think it'll be up by the time I put this up. Um, something I had been working on for a couple of days and like kind of had a vision for it for a while was a super lit website. That way, like for people who don't have access to like Spotify or to anything else, uh, posting the uh, playthrough links for our episodes um, is going to be going up through there too. So I thought that would be like a really cool way for everyone to like interact with us and also just like have our stuff in one spot. 
um, and to like kind of write more like bloggy type posts. So I sent it to Sophie the other day and she said it was cute. Um, it was real cute. It's I real did cute. put up a screen cap of the rainbow rowel thing. Yes. I want need everyone to know that she acknowledged us. We're fucking cool. So like, that's great. Um, that's all that matters. Truly. Honestly, if an author says we're fucking cool, like what else is there? Um, cannot confirm. Cause I don't know what would be cooler than that. Honestly, nothing. I don't know. I don't a think a person who took their brain thoughts, put them down into a coherent sentence multiple times, and then also convinced someone to publish it into like a physical book. There's no one cooler than that. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think uh, authors are magicians, and uh, if not, I know Ryan Lasala at least is. Um, yeah, I I think uh, he's a witch. He's truly an enchantress. I think that's what's happening here. They are a shapeshifter. They are literally that video of the person that's like the men can't know that we can shapeshift. That's Ryan Lasala. You know what's terrible? I what? was rewatching. I like. Before quarantine started, I, like, was just, like, my brain was breaking. You were watching Once Upon a Time. And I needed to watch Once Upon a Time to, like, was the only thing that was motivating me through work. And I have, I've paused, like, I haven't been watching it the last couple of weeks, but I stopped right in the middle of the fucking season with, which is simultaneously some of the best and worst parts of this <gasps> That's when thing. Emma Swan becomes the dark one. Yeah, this the whole show is the like this. Best. There's always a really good plot line happening simultaneously a really bad one is happening. So, yeah, it's Dark Swan, but also the season where they have King Arthur, which is like just, it's written so badly. I'm not kidding. The best makeup they ever did on that show was when they made Emma Swan the Dark One. She looks so good. I want her to punch me in the face. She's a director <sighs> now. She's so talented. She, truly. Also, um, Morgana is very much like um, the evil queen in that. Uh, Lana, I want Lana Perilla to punch me in the face. Is she the evil queen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would be into that. She's so hot. That entire cast can take turns. Truly. Oh my god, honestly. Anyway, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> a glory hole, but for me getting punched by the people from Once Upon a Time. Just take it, just to cut that all out. Anyway, um... <laughs> so. Are we good? Is it over? No, I'm just thinking about a lot of Perilla. Okay, well, um... My name's Brandon Patrick, that's Sophie G, and you've been listening to the Superlip Podcast. A lot of Perilla. Oh my god, No!